Welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nothing. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy from Afar, and with me as always is my co-host Chuck Bailey. And hello, Oscar. Hey, Chuck. You getting in on the action this week? Yeah, I wanted to do like the elongated and and really like bring it in at the start. It's super fun. I'm not going to lie. It's like really, really, really fun to do. I know you gear yourself up for it every week. Yeah, I got myself a little countdown and everything. We're like, all right, you want to start recording? Okay, okay. Three, two, one. And yeah, I always get into it. So it's like... And faced. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Got to hit my mark. Uh, chuckling in the background, as usual, is super producer Ian Stimson. How you doing, Ian? I'm good. How are you? The voice sounds uh, back to something approaching normal. Sort of, yeah. I mean, the bronchitis isn't quite gone yet, but it's um, not quite shredding up my vocal cords like it was last week. So I still don't feel like myself, but I guess I sound a little better, which is nice. Well, you say better. I expect the downloads to seriously dip as soon as uh, (laughs) people realize you've not got the sexy baritone you had last week. Yeah, I was about to say, I did get quite a few text messages and um, people messaging me on Twitter being like, ooh, can you record uh, (laughs) the night before Christmas or something equally sexual? (laughs) The night before Christmas is sexual? (laughs) Oh, yeah. That is it niche. is at my house. It literally starts <laughs> that nothing was stirring in the house. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no shit going on. All right, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, so this week we'll be going through the rapid prior news segment, which is not really rapid and not really news. Uh, then we'll take it into look at some of the last week's action in the Premier League, take a break, come back, uh, do prediction game roundup, listener questions, and... Look ahead to the coming fixtures next weekend. So, let's take it away with our rapid, rapid, rapid fire news. Nice. I've got it on a file now, so I don't have to steal my son's keyboard to play it live. (laughs) (laughs) That was really fun. You huddled up to a microphone with a massive Casio last week. (laughs) Yeah. No, I need like a a keytar. That's what I'm about. Yeah. yeah. Get yourself a keytar. Yeah. All right. So, news stories. Take it away. I mean, you're the one. You're the one. You can't say take it away to yourself. <laughs> Literally, I like feeding yourself in. That's, so. that's playing into the psyching yourself up again. Like, oh, come on, Oscar, you got this. Oh, but get it geared up and ready to go. Three, two, one. Manchester City defender Benjamin Mendy has been banned from driving for a year after gaining twenty-four points on his license. Is he a worse driver than Ian Stimson? Chuck, take it away. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I mean, considering... Wait, how many points have you accumulated in your driving career? Me? I'm on six. You're on six in how many years? Uh, it's got to be ten now. Ten. Well, Mendy did 24 points in two weeks. Yeah, fuck that <laughs> so, guy. <laughs> I didn't even think... Like, I don't drive, but I didn't think it went over 12. And obviously, this is like a UK-based thing, but I didn't think you could get more than twelve. No, he must have. He must have got them all. If he got them all quickly, then uh, like it got caught on cameras and stuff like that, then it probably wouldn't have come through. It probably all came through at once. That's how mine happened, actually. I got three all within the space of a week because they'd turned a camera on that I didn't know about. Ah, uh, oh, the cameras maybe. always get you. Do we think he got like a combo multiplier? From like uh, like in video games, like he's playing Street Fighter and he just keeps hitting, landing yeah. those punches a bunch was in it, a row. Yeah, was it Crazy Taxi? <laughs> oh, yeah. Crazy, crazy taxi. taxi! What a classic! 
What an amazing <laughs> game. What absolutely. I tell you classic. what though, hasn't aged well. Is it not? I've not played those it games. Years. No. It's one of those games you see it and you go, Oh, crazy taxi, it was so amazing. Like you can get it on an app and you can get it on like the PlayStation and everything yeah. now. And you go to play it and you, you do like one round, and you're like, Yeah, I'm Lose done interest. with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did it at um do you guys have Dave and Busters over there? No, but fucking love Dave and Busters. Do you want to explain Dave and Buster's to Ian? Because he's kind of getting us confused. Look. Dave and Buster's is like this massive adult arcade slash bar restaurant complex where you basically you pay to go in and you charge up a, a card, which is like a power card. And you just go around playing like loads of video games and drinking and you win like obviously tickets and stuff like a normal arcade. But it's more geared towards like adults and stuff like that. Okay, sounds amazing. And the food is terrible, the drinks are terrible, <laughs> oh. but it's just fucking great. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the chicken wings are pretty good. Um, oh, yeah? And the, the beers come in, like, bucket-sized, which is nice, because then you just carry it around from machine to machine. Uh, my favorite is definitely the trivia one. You can just sit with, like, six people, and it's, like, actually being on a trivia game show, where there's, like, a buzzer, and it lights up, and there's a timer, and there's points. It's super, super fun. You can just lose, like, a whole night just playing there we go all the time because there's one right by our house and we just it's so fucking fun there was a crazy taxi at the dave and busters i was at recently which is why i brought it up um and it's so much harder on the arcade with the little tiny plastic steering wheel than it is on the xbox terrible terrible game (laughs) arcade games are designed for that though yeah like for being for being like really hard and just sucking all your money out of you and just but still being great at the same time it's a good time. Ian's like, can you guys stop talking about no, no, Dave and Buster's? Not, not. I don't care about this at all. <laughs> no, my, my arcade game of choice was back in the day was Time Crisis. Oh, yeah. I used to fucking They're up to like that. Time Crisis 6 now. It's like... Are they? Yeah, there's yeah, as many Time Crisis can... as there are Star Wars movies at this point. Yeah, <laughs> you can go like left or right now and the machines are massive. It's good fun. It's still got the foot pedal though, which is like what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotta love Time Crisis. All right, good. That was a uh, very. We started off at Benjamin Mendy and ended up at Time Crisis, so yeah. sounds good. Maybe there was a time crisis in his life, hence why he was speeding and got twenty-four points. Very nice tying it all together. And there, that is synergy. Next news story: Manchester United coach Jose Mourinho says Paul Pogba will never captain the club again. Jose out. That. That man is just all about team building, isn't he? <laughs> Someone needs to send him on like a weekend away where they do like rock climbing and fucking parasailing or not parasailing. What am I talking about? Abseiling. That's the one. Yeah. The time crisis. Yeah. <laughs> or like a driving weekend with Benjamin Mendy. Like he, he needs to understand <laughs> that there are other people that, that can actually help him do his job and make his job easier. Uh, my favorite part of that was Jose Mourinho subbing Pogba in his program notes for Tuesday's match. It's, quote, The game against Wolves was an important lesson. A lesson that I repeat week after week after week after week. A lesson that some boys are not learning. Fucking hell. <laughs> he does not How give petty one solitary that? shit, does he? No. no. But then Pogba came out and said, like, oh, at home we need to attack, attack, attack. Yeah. Just attack. And obviously... Jose Mourinho doesn't want to do that even against newly promoted sides. Yeah, it's so it's so good. Like it's so he's so petty. I aspire to be as petty as him <laughs> someday. Like I'm not there yet. I'm I'm learning though. Like uh I I made the same comment to my other friends when um 
they released the pictures of the new Joker for the upcoming Joker movie. I don't know if you guys saw that or into Batman and DC Comics at all. They named the Joker's character, like the origin character, Arthur Fleck, which is A. Fleck. As Uh in Affleck, like, because they're just mad that he quit as Batman, so they're naming the Joker Affleck. Like, it's Uh, so fucking petty. They're the real winners, then, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's quite an apt comparison because the DC movie universe is just as much of a clusterfuck mess as Man United. So, again, (laughs) it all ties in quite nicely. We're doing well here, lads. Next news segment. Next. FIFA plans to limit the number of players a club can loan out each season to prevent teams from stockpiling too much talent. AKA, and Why then the have you picture this for this. For that, yeah, gee, I wonder. <laughs> um, I wonder which team this doesn't favor. <laughs> yeah, right. the The picture on the BBC story is a picture of Aston Villa and England striker Tammy Abraham, one of the forty Chelsea players on loan this season. <laughs> Four zero. Four zero. Yes. Four zero, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, for the record, the FIFA's proposal has a maximum of six per club. Oh wow, okay. Which means that Chelsea have enough loans for basically the entire top half of the table if it's going to be six per club. That would mean that then, so those players have to stay there, or they're just going to get sold, or they'll stay in youth systems, or I suppose it's like it's obviously to stop teams from stockpiling, right? Which means that the I guess the pers- from Chelsea's perspective, the option would be keep them in the youth squad or if they're just sell be them. happy with that though. No. Yeah, right, right, right. They're not. So there's going to be a fire sale on Chelsea talent next year. Yeah. Get them while they're hot. Ruben. All right. Um. <laughs> so that comes in. That comes in next season. No, no, no. I don't think it's it's been agreed to yet. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, these things only take like three years anyway. So the FIFA governing body has agreed to it, but it still has to come to an agreement with club, league, and player representatives as to what the limit should be. So they they know that they're going to push for there to be a limit, but they have to like iron out the details with players, associations, league associations, clubs, etc. Okay. It could, in one way, it could be good because it means those guys get to play, but in another way, it's, it's good because wouldn't that just mean that Chelsea will just buy really expensive players again because they... They won't have like that massive squad depth to worry about and and bringing in all these players because you wonder if their academy graduates will actually get a chance to play. Well, their academy graduates are like all the England under twenty ones that keep winning titles and like the England youth squad is fucking absurdly good. Like they are the reason one of the big reasons that the England youth levels are like so good. Them and the City Academy. Yeah. Um, but the only reason fucking Chelsea started doing this ridiculous loan army is to sort of work around the financial fair play regulations. So, like, yeah. now someone's coming in and being like, well, you're doing a bad thing. It's like, well, we only fucking started doing that because, you know, all these other things came into play. So they were like, well, our solution will be to buy every young player who's talented and then sell a bunch of them off at a profit and hopefully hit pay dirt with a few instead of just buying expensive 27-year-olds. Yeah, I get it, but like financial fair play was the the only reason it was really brought in was because basically so that the teams would be sustainable and they're sustainable as businesses. So it's obviously a sustainable model. So whether you count it as a workaround or not, like it doesn't matter. I mean, and then when you, you look at, you know, like in Italy, where I'm pretty sure this year in Serie B, three teams just folded 
So that's it. Serie B was meant to be 22 teams, and this year it's 19. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, so I don't really get the whole financial fair play thing and how it works or doesn't work because then you just have like PSG who spend 450 million on two players or whatever it was. And Yeah, they always find a way around it. I mean, it's just accounting, isn't it? Yeah, maths, numbers and Chelsea shit. Chelsea are the only assholes who are actually trying to like follow it because City and PSG are just flaunting their money mm. and like they won't do anything about it. Nothing ever is going to come of it. So yeah. I'd, I'd be happy if, Chuck, if you're right, that Chelsea just goes back to buying mega superstar players for lots of money. Yeah, go back to ruining football. Woo! <laughs> Fuck grassroots. Man, people fucking hate us anyway, so they might as well hate us yeah. while we... AstroTurf every pitch. Make it all artificial. <laughs> Give plastic clappers to every fan. <laughs> Fuck the mini baby bell. I don't know. That's a w- wide-ranging rant there, Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to throw in? Um, nah. Okay. All right. Uh, next news story. Mauricio Pochettino jokes that he would help builders complete the construction of Tottenham's new stadium if it could get it done sooner. Uh, do we think that they'll ever actually play at this hipster arena? <laughs> hipster arena. I like it. Hipster it, arena. It seems like such a fucking mess, doesn't it? Apparently, they haven't wanted to um, get involved in the project management. So, or rather, they haven't wanted to give up the project management to, you know, companies that do project management. So they've just tried to do it themselves and no one knows who's in charge. And it's apparently a total fucking mess. Yeah, that's actually why Harry Kane is so tired is because he's doing night shifts at the construction site. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Pochettino's got him, got him fitting in, uh, like, you know, putting in the air con and... <laughs> Getting the right humidity settings for the cheese rooms and uh, important stuff. Yeah, that's why they're all fucked. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't have much else to say other than it's amusing how much of a mess they are. Yeah. No, although I do love that Kane finally scores a goal, but it's a penalty goal. Yeah. And yeah, so once again, that, that idea yeah. that like he's doing yeah. just enough <laughs> for all the people in the English media who want Harry Kane to be a godsend to yeah. not notice that he's broken. Yeah, and it was um, a ridiculous fucking penalty to earn. Like Glenn Murray didn't need to put his arm out to block that block the Trippier's ball. I would love if Harry Kane can score a penalty goal once every three matches, and just no one will ever notice that he's bad. <laughs> but so I can just like sit smugly and be like, hey, he sucks, and no one knows. <laughs> it's because uh, he's England, yeah. mate. Isn't it? That's literally yeah. it. Yeah. And it's you guys are so fucking weird as a culture. Like I gotta say, it's equal oh. parts self denial of that anything is wrong and self denial that anything is good. That's... Like you will not acknowledge when things are going well and you won't celebrate, but you are also are like, no, 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 things are fine. La 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 la. I can't hear you. <laughs> Everything is fine. It's like you want to exist at exactly lukewarm, and that is it. You don't want to be hot. You don't want to be cold. Just tepid. No, no comment. Too, too close to home on that one. Nothing wrong with being tepid, anyway. Nothing wrong with not wanting to be too hot, too warm. Wanting to be at the right temperature. If anything, we are Goldilocks as a nation, right? We just want everything to be just right. And then eventually, we're going to get, like, eaten by some bears. Okay. Are there bears? Actually, are there bears in England? I don't actually know. Like, further north? No. Nah. No bears? No. No, no bears. Okay. 
Although we did have a, a, a goat antelope escape from a zoo today. <laughs> a goat antelope. Apparently, yeah, that's what they were calling it. A goat goat thing. I don't know. But like they were saying it it, it escaped into into the woods and it was probably distressed. I was like, it's in the woods, how distressed can it be? I'm sure it's fucking delighted. It's not in a fucking cage anymore. It's having a lovely Yeah, it's probably time. less distressed. Yeah. Depends on the woods. There's England, all of our woods are lovely and tepid. <laughs> they they're all just right. They're not too hot and they're not too cold. Just green. Man, I think up. you guys are like really mad at me after that comment. You're both just like <laughs> just looking at me dirty. Uh, Jesus. All right. You, you criticize this nation one time and you know d- diminish an entire time. culture. It's it's one time this episode. <laughs> you know we just we talk about our differences, Chuck. It's a safe space to explore the difference between being American and being English. Yeah, you keep thinking it's a safe space, mate. <laughs> I'm adding all these up. I'm adding them all up. Yeah, I'm sure you... Oh, I know you have a list ready to go. All right, next news story. Oh, God, are we still on news? <laughs> this really isn't rapid this week. Fucking hell. A lot of news this week. A lot of news. Next news story. Mohamed Salah wins the Puskas Award for Goal of the Year. Was Gareth Bale robbed? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's like, there's too many awards for these things, and it keeps getting put out there. Like there was really the UEFA is. one, and now this is the FIFA one, and then there's the Ballon d'Or, and there's like I can't really argue with Modric as winning like best player. Like, no. okay, I'll accept that. Like he he is an amazing player, and he's had a fantastic year for club and country. But like, even James Milner came out on Twitter and said, "Oh, Salah wins." goal of the year for his seventh best goal last season. <laughs> yeah. Like it wasn't even his best goal that week. Like, yeah, yeah. you can, yeah, you yeah. can, I can pick at least six goals from the world cup that were better. that were all better than that goal. And that's yeah. just from a, from a two, three week span. Ah, oh, the world cup. Oh, I remember that. Remember cup. those days? Oh, <laughs> no, and the Gareth Bale goal is like genuinely, like it's months later now, so it's not like I'm all hype about it. Yeah, I think it's the best goal I've ever seen. Which Gareth Bale one? The bicycle kick. The bicycle kick in the Champions League final. Yeah, and that wasn't From that like a, a couple like he, of weeks after Ronaldo did a bicycle kick. Yes, but I'm just especially given the context. Yeah, like so, it yeah, was the, all level in the game. Yeah, right. Level match late in the game, Champions League final. It's not a well hit cross. It was behind him, so he had to stop, change direction. Yeah. Go back for it. And then he bicycles it and he hits it inch perfectly. He exactly meant to do what he did. It wasn't a fluke. No. Like I just from a technical perspective and also from a like in-game context, it's it, to me it's the best goal I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, and like the own the Salah one, he just beats one man in the box and scores. Like without meaning to sound biased, Zaha's goal against Huddersfield last week was better than that. Mm. Because at least then it was like further with the ball, beating more people, a slightly tighter angle. And it's not like that game really meant anything. Okay, no, yeah, it's the fucking Merseyside derby, but no one gives a toss. Yeah, they don't even get that up for that, do they? No, it's not even like, okay, maybe if it was the Merseyside derby, which decided who won the league at the very end of the season, and it was <laughs> Liverpool and Everton competing for first place. Yeah, but yeah. there's there's like zero narrative behind that goal. And it's not really technically that impressive. Yeah. The only really thing that I liked um, from a purely biased perspective 
at the FIFA Awards was that Chelsea had two players in the FIFA Pro World Eleven, uh, Hazard and Conte. It's the first time that an English club has two players in the World Eleven since um, Man United did it in '09 okay. with Petit Evra, Nemanja Vidic, and Ronaldo? Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, Ronaldo. Fuck me. Right. So that's how long ago it was that an English club had two players in the World Eleven. Actually, I don't even think there's been two players from two English clubs since then. Because it's just Munich, Madrid, and Barcelona every year. Mm. So for Chelsea to have two guys in that World Eleven like makes me kind of proud. Um, and I don't think those are undeserved spots. Like I think Ingo no, and Eden Hazard are genuinely two of the 11 best players at the various positions. Yeah, definitely. So that was cool. Yeah. But I mean, Chelsea didn't win anything last year. <laughs> they won the <laughs> FA Cup. Yeah. I mean, it's not nothing. Chuck, come on. Meh. <laughs> Yeah. Although, in fairness to Chuck, I had literally forgotten that we won the FA Cup <laughs> until, like, the beginning of the year. I was like, did we win anything? Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, we won the FA Cup. Nice. Because it's no Asia trophy, is it? No, no, no. no. <laughs> nothing, will ever, nothing will ever top that in the echelons of pre- the prestige of Chelsea. It's like Asia trophy fucking there. Bang. You know, you click the wrong arm patch one time on an <laughs> online order. And all of a sudden, you're obsessed with the Asia Cup for the rest of your life. I'll take your medicine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, that wraps it up for not at all rapid fire news. It's time for rapid, rapid, rapid fire fixtures. Yay. All right. So let's run through the fixtures from last week. We said Fulham Watford was going to be very exciting and open. It ended 1-1. Was that an interesting match at all? Did you guys catch it? Mitro goal. My two favorite hard men, Mitro, Dini. Love them both. Yeah, you're loving Dini, aren't you? Fucking love Dini. You know, he played with three broken toes in that game. Really? Yeah. yeah. He, got his, yeah. He, he got his toes broken in on Friday in training by one of his... One of his players, he wouldn't name him. He was on a, a radio thing. I think it was on Five Live. Right. By one of the other players that's trying, that's like a first team player. And he like did a challenge or something in a tackle and broke three bones in his foot. And he had to have like painkilling injections through that match. Oh, legend. It's amazing. Yeah, he was on there saying like, yeah, I'll just get some painkilling injections because there's no way I'm missing Arsenal away next week. Ah, uh, he loves it, doesn't he? <laughs> he fucking loves it. Uh, talk to me when he shows up and he has bronchitis and he's still there. <laughs> not, not to take anything away from you, Oscar, but I don't think sitting and recording a podcast with bronchitis quite matches up to playing 90 minutes in the Premier League. Uh, it's just against Fulham. I don't know. We'll put a poll out. We'll put a poll out on that. Let's just check. Yeah, we'll put a poll out. All right, we'll see. Um, right, yeah, so nothing happened there. No, um, I do like Fulham, and my only concern is, though, in the last two weeks, they have conceded a goal within 100 seconds of the match starting. <laughs> yeah, that's a worry. Mitrovic is fucking great, man. I have him in all my fantasy teams, including our draft league, and he has been gold. So thank you for being obsessed with him during the World Cup, because I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick this guy up. <laughs> hey, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm nothing if not a public servant. I got him in like the sixth or seventh round too of our draft. Like it's that's looking like such a good late pick for me. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Not if you're a Newcastle fan though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they sold him, but yeah. this season Newcastle have four goals. Mitrovic Christ. has five. <laughs> they could use him now, Jesus. Speaking of games that we thought would be absolute goal fests, Burnley four, Bournemouth nil. 
Where the fuck did that come from? I'll tell you where it came from. Aaron Lennon's decrepit, retired, elderly legs. <laughs> wow. Aaron Lennon, who I believe is one year older than you. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not playing football, am I? I hate thinking of that. When you go, oh, yeah, this guy's totally past it. Was he two years younger than me? Fuck him. Honestly. <laughs> Oh, yes, Aaron Lennon is indeed 31. He's just That just shows how long he's been good, though. Well, no, I think it shows how long he's been bad, the fact that you've just forgotten about him. I can't, I can't think about Lennon without thinking of them brilliant pitches when he joined uh, Everton and just looked super pissed off to be there. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, you'd be pissed if you had to live in Liverpool too, man. Don't, don't lie. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> we literally want no viewer, uh, viewers. We literally want no <laughs> listeners apart from those in... South I mean, we definitely London. don't want viewers. That's why I close my blinds when we record. <laughs> That's why the YouTube channel isn't going that well. Ew. <laughs> I forgot we had a YouTube channel. What do we have, like 10 views all time? Uh, I don't think it's in single digits, Oscar. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Burnley, Burnley from out of nowhere managing to score. This, I mean, the scoreline flatters them a lot. Yeah. yeah, but they did. It was a fully deserved win. The XG was uh, one point nine to zero point eight, so that's like not a fluke. Yeah, um, it's just not four nil. You know, scoring four off one point nine is is you know true. A and lot, they, and they but... they did need that to bring themselves up to the average of like one goal per game scored this season. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, we talked about regression to the mean. They just needed that just to get back. And now they can go <laughs> on another boring exactly run of works. nothing. Exactly. That's exactly how it works. <laughs> Sean Dyche not... had heard it. He'd heard us talking about it. He was tired of the media because the media affected his players because everyone was telling them they were tired. So they were yeah. tired. Then we told them that they're going to regress to the mean. So he went, all right, I'll get back to like a goal a game. Yeah. And now it's just going to be like nil nils and one nils. Um, do, do they like, are they better or is this just a one off because Bournemouth doesn't know how to defend? Uh, Joe Hart had a pretty good game, I guess. Yeah, yeah, he had a very good game. But I mean... uh, Six saves. You know, just... Oh, wow, six? Yeah. I thought it was more than that. That's the FPL definition of save, so I'm guessing it just means a save of an on-target shot, I presume. Yeah, Joe Hart was great for them, which, which is the difference, but I wouldn't really get too hyped on Burnley since, you know, that's their third win at home this calendar year. Mm. Yeah. Um, so nine, nine points from the last 12, or 12 points now from 13. So yeah. not really great. Jury's still out there. Yep. Yeah, I still definitely. No, I don't even think Jury's still out. I think they're just trash. I still hold that. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I have a theory that, because I've noticed this a few times on Match of the Day now, that whenever they draw attention to Gareth Southgate being in attendance to watch certain players, mm. that team just gets fucking dicked. So this week they said it was he was there to watch Callum Wilson and maybe Ryan Fraser. I don't know. It'll probably turned out to be Welsh or something now. Um, <laughs> he was there. Bournemouth get dicked four nil. Um, he was at the Palace game to watch Aaron Wambisaka. Wambisaka gets sent off. <laughs> um, and then there was one other game last week. I can't remember now. And then that would have made it three, and that would have categorically proven I was correct. So keep an eye out for that. And it's the Southgate curse. I'm oh, telling the you, last it's thing we need, thing. the Southgate curse. Jesus Christ. Back to the top of the league. Um, Man City 5, Cardiff 0. Teams that are 
running hot teams that aren't shit or are shit. Cardiff are shit. Cardiff are shit, guys. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, but they're so much fun. Even Warnock's uh, post-match was absolutely brilliant. Oh, well, they all played together. Uh, it's just like, oh, good. Is that, is that the, the most you wanted, then to all turn out on the same pitch? Well done. Yeah, well, he's, yeah. I, I don't think Neil's familiar with the concept of team. Um, it's yeah. quite alien to him. He's like, oh, they, they all know that they play together. That's I'll good. I'll take it. Um, it's just trying to look for any positives whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they all turned up in the same shirt. Um, they all realised the game was in Cardiff. Yeah, Um, yeah. Take your wins where you get them, Neil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you're going to keep getting battered four or five nil or whatever every week, you're going to have to find some positives. Yeah, they do not look like a team who were in the Premier League a few a few years ago. Anyway, they they really don't. No, they got some good results back then. Like I seem to remember them them beating Man United. At Old Trafford, pushing yeah, City. They, they weren't a given to go down, and they just seem to have really... Well, I mean, is that ownership? I mean, Vincent Tan seems like a absolute nut job. No, but, no good. Yeah, but um, yeah, Man City absolutely took them apart. I mean, if there, were, there was never more of a given, really, was there this week? Yeah. Um, I've never seen a team. I'm pretty sure it's not possible to generate negative XG. Uh, but Cardiff came pretty fucking close <laughs> in that match. They got 0. 0.1. <laughs> oh, which my is like, God. Oh. At least yeah. it's to one decimal place. There's, <laughs> if not... you look at the shot, XG shot map, there's one shot inside the box. That's a, for a tiny, tiny, tiny dot. Do they, and then do, the City are just Please like, tell me they don't round up. <laughs> uh, they might round to the nearest tenth. <laughs> it's 0.06 XG. So, it's 3.0 to 0.1. Just, Cardiff are so bad. Like, so bad. That's at home, too. Like, that wasn't like they went to City and got smacked down 5-0. That is at, in Cardiff. Oh, God, if that was 5-0, man, they're going to lose 15-0 at the Etihad. <laughs> I know. Triple Captain Aguero. Yeah, fuck it. Even, like, Otamendi will get a hat-trick or some shit. Yeah, it was, it was, um, Mara's had some good minutes and got some good goals there. Was, yeah. In fairness... The one thing I would say in fairness to Cardiff is that all of Man City's goals were really, really nice goals, like wonder goals that most teams would be hard-pressed to stop. Yeah, they were really well worked. But Bernardo Silva's goal was like, they were lauding it on match of the day, but that was a fluke. Like, he did not intend to do that. Um, You know, you could tell Otamendi was coming in at the back post. Like, that was a header back to him, and he just caught it at the right angle and it looped the keeper. Yeah, um, Aguero's goal was good. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, it, watch it again. Like, that's a move that they've worked on from a set piece. Absolutely. Okay. Gundogan's goal was really good, obviously, and then Mares. Yeah, Mares's two were very good, and both kind of completely different. Um, and yeah, they they spread it around like plenty of people getting involved again. Um, it just they're just a great team. Yeah, and uh, speaking of great teams. Crystal Palace 0, Newcastle 0. Yep. Uh, Chuck, what did you make of not being able to put away probably the worst team in the Premier League, even worse than Cardiff? No, that's not fair. Newcastle... Wait, wait, wait. Newcastle are the worst team in the Premier League. I I ride for that take. Yeah. No. So far. Absolutely not. No way. Who's been worse than Newcastle? Cardiff and Huddersfield, the two teams below them. And, and that's Burnley. not just because of the table position. Burnley have been worse than Newcastle. Newcastle are a really solid team. 
like defensively, but only if Jamal Lascelles is there. Yeah. If Jamal Lascelles isn't there, they are absolutely fucked because then they have zero going for them. But when he's there, he marshals their defence really, really well and keeps them organised. Um, and so I think in some ways Newcastle have been a bit unlucky. Um, but yeah, fuck me, we should have won. And yeah, the less said about Sacco's miss at the end, the better. Ooh, oh please. my God, man. There's not much excuse for that. Zero. Free header. Especially with Zaha Just, right behind him. Oh my God. Yeah. 1.2 to 0.3 on the XG, by the way. And I got to think that like 0.7 of that is Sacco's shot. Sac- yeah. Like that shot alone was worth more than everything Newcastle did the entire match. Yeah. But yeah, Chuck, I mean, I felt for you there. That was fucking heartbreaking to watch. Yeah. But point's a point. Point's a point. At least it wasn't Benteke <laughs> missing there, right? If it was Benteke, then you'd have even... Oh, Jesus people. Christ. I, I would have stayed off Twitter for like a fucking month if that had been Benteke. <laughs> Mamadou Sacco does something like that that is worse than like all of Benteke's misses. And everyone's just like, oh, it's fine. It's Mama. We love him. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of nil-nils and making people feel depressed, Chelsea West Ham. Yeah, oh, deal yes. with that. <laughs> Skipping a few fixtures yeah. there on the list, but okay, let's go to Chelsea West Ham. It, it fits with the theme. Let's face I'm it. Fine. The fact I'm fine. that our t- wait, what was what was Peterborough's score this week? Oh no, you had the really exciting game, we, didn't uh, you? Uh, against was it uh, Gillingham. Four two Gillingham. Yeah. Oh, yeah, talk, talk about it. Talk about absolute roller coaster. So we went one nil up, two one down, three two up, and then yeah, finished four two. And I think Pompey drew, didn't they? So we went back top of the league. Top of the league. Top top of the league. Blackpool on Saturday, though, so that could be interesting. Yeah, I might go to that. I don't know yet. We'll see. Just don't bring the boy. He's the bad luck charm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You can't come, son. No. West Ham Chelsea, though. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, enough, enough talk about goals. Let's go back to goalless fucking drab games. West Ham... Chelsea 0-0, unlikely 0-0. West Ham generated 0.9 XG, Chelsea 2.0. Oh, wow. So anytime you generate 2.0 and you don't score, that's a bad day. Yeah. Uh, Even West Ham have to feel like they were unlucky to not score, generating 0.9. You know, it it was actually exactly what I had talked about. West Ham very specifically were targeting Chelsea's left side of defense. They They kept overloading Alonso and knowing that he had no idea that anyone was behind him. For headers, speaking of free headers from inside the box, that absolutely should have been scored. Um, so Chelsea were super lucky not to concede from Alonso's side, specifically. And then uh, the other thing that happened was that Chelsea were super tired, and you know they played in Europe on Friday. Yeah, their flight back to England got delayed because of severe weather, so they were stuck in an airport for twenty four hours. I mean, they probably weren't stuck at the airport, but they yeah, were. Yeah. yeah, I can't imagine them sitting on a concourse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> outside WH Smith. Yeah, outside WH Smith's trying to work out if they've got enough change to use the self-service checkout exactly. by themselves a meal deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, I need my boarding pass. Oh, where's my boarding pass? Oh, I can't get it in. All I want to buy is a pack of chewing gum. Oh, I need a boarding pass for that. For fuck's sake. 
They, if you've if you've already got through, can I can I just say for this actually? <laughs> so, here we go. Yeah. If you've already had to go through like at least two security checks in the airport, yeah. fucking Sandra, who works in WH Smiths, is not gonna bust you as not having a boarding pass and not being and being illegally airside oh, no. in a fucking airport yeah. just because I want a pack of fucking spearmint Wrigleys and a massive Toblerone. Like I get when when it has to be to do with like paying duty tax and those kind of things because yeah whatever laws and shit but <laughs> I just I just want a pack of chewing gum a Lucasaid and a copy of FHM to breed in the toilet. What's a Lucasaid? Uh, uh, Gatorade. Oh Gatorade. Yeah. Okay. Why do you call it Lucasaid? Because it's a different drink. It's it's just it's like oh it's uh, just like a different it's, it's a sports drink it's a sports drink yeah, yeah. but it's definitely less. I'm going to say nuclear than Gatorade. <laughs> right, okay. The Gatorade was engineered by food scientists to hydrate and replenish. FHM, when did you last get a flight, Chuck? When did I last get a flight? Yeah, if you're uh... buying an FHM in a WH Smith. I don't know, I just couldn't think of a magazine. <laughs> I don't buy magazines. I can't read, guys. Okay, well, you don't need to with FHM. You know, he just reads it for the articles, all right? <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. I'm assuming FHM is like porn. It sounds like it's porn. Uh, no, it was like a sort of halfway house between uh, that. It's like, yeah. yeah. It's not quite a jazz mag. Yeah. But it's not, but it's like more classy than like, it's the sort of early 2000s shit like Zoo and Nuts. He won't know what Zoo and Nuts are. Jeez, they're all just like... None of those things yeah. are... I don't even... What's a jazz mag? It sounds really dirty, but I don't know. Yeah, it is, yeah. Just a, just a wank mag, mate. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. The kind of stuff that's on the top shelf where they have bits of plastic, like opaque oh. plastic yeah. like placed in in all the and best bits wait is it like maxim do you guys have maxim over there is yeah, it anything like maxim? fhm yeah, is similar to maxim. maxim yeah okay cool gotcha 13 year old me was obsessed with maxim magazine they were like the lad bible before the lad bible they were like the magazine version it was just crap and you, you'd go on like sports trips and be like passing around and like on the on the coach when you're going to like play football or rugby and be like oh look at her tits uh, uh. And then someone would get their knob out and it would all just be really awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like my last birthday party. Yeah. Mi <laughs> Mr. Stones didn't didn't teach the class much longer after that. <laughs> Ooh, dear. Those long nights on the rugby trips. Yes. Yeah, so Chelsea. Good. <laughs> zero, zero. Yeah. yeah. How was this match? <laughs> Should we actually just rapid fire the rest? Uh, yeah, Liverpool. sure. Why not? Liverpool, yeah, 3-0 yeah, Southampton. Wait, wait, before it, we move on, I do want to say, like, yes, Chelsea were tired. Yes, they got stuck at the airport and didn't get to train, didn't get to practice. But didn't get to read full, FHM, didn't get to, didn't get to read FHM, aid. whatever. 100% full credit to West Ham. I don't want to be one of those Chelsea fans who's like, oh, it's just because of the Europa League. It's just because of this, because of that. Yeah. Like, West Ham defended really well. They hadn't been that good throughout the season. Yeah, they they did fully earned that point. Anytime you can generate 2.0 but then not score, something something the other team was doing was good. Fair play. Um, so credit credit to West Ham, who got a well-deserved point, I think. And who I have definitively mid-table in my predictor league, and I stand by that uh, position, and I think this is them starting to turn it around. Uh, other fixtures, let's see. Lesser 3, Huddersfield 1, anything to say there? It, I think it can be summed up by, like, in the space of about 15, 20 minutes in our WhatsApp group, 
when Huddersfield scored first and I text saying, oh, Huddersfield aren't shit. <laughs> and then they went 2-1 down. I was like, oh, wait, they're still shit. <laughs> still shit. 1-0 one nil, one nil up. No goals or any points really of note this season. And they send all their players up for a corner in like the 30th minute or whatever it was. And then Vardy, Madison and Ian Acho are just like, oh, half the pitch for ourselves. Thank you very much. Yeah, ridiculous. How it's like field... when you uh, play a 12-year-old on FIFA and they would like hit the <laughs> right arrow on the D-pad as many times as they could and send a goalie up for the corner. And you're like, oh, sweet. I'm going to score from the halfway line. I'm going to score from the halfway line. I'm so excited right now. Wagner wants to play like Klopp, but all of his players are shit. And that's it. Liverpool 3, Southampton 0. As expected. Yeah. Comedic own goal. When can I put my money down on Liverpool to win the league? I'm getting closer and closer to being like, nah, I think Liverpool are favourites, not City. Yeah. They they remind me of Chelsea's Conte, Conte's Chelsea team of a couple of seasons ago, mm. where they just look comfortable. They're just beating everybody comfortably. They yeah. don't really have to shift out of fourth gear, third gear. Um, and when they do need to, they they can, as they showed in the Champions League. Yeah. Yep. They're just a scary team, man. They're good defensively. They're really, really talented and fast in attack. They control matches. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously super early and a lot yeah. can happen, but... And it's a good place to be in when you have a rotational player come in who plays outstanding for 45 minutes, gets two assists, but then gets subbed off after 45 minutes. Yeah, no, their squad depth is really good. It's their best start in 30 years, I think, to a league, right? They haven't won six in a row to start off the league in... Since before Chuck was born, I'm pretty sure. I think it was, haven't they won? Like, not even as a joke, like literally since before Chuck was born. No, 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 but they've won, they're they're the first Liverpool team to win their first seven games, I think. Six games. That's what Klopp was saying, it's a record. No, no, as in like with uh, Champions League as well. Ah. Oh, wow. Wow, I didn't know that. That's crazy. I'm sure there was something on Match of the Day where beforehand he didn't care about the record, but now that he's got it, he's like, oh, okay, I like it now. It's funny how that works though, because I have a friend who's just starting to get into English soccer, like an American friend. And he texts me, he goes, what's the deal with the, the League Cup? I was like, it's a fake competition. He goes, so does it matter? I was like, it matters if you win. Yeah. Everyone else is like, nah, it's a bullshit competition. But the people who win are like, yeah, no, it's totally important. Definitely. I mean, I mean, it bloody well matters tonight because Palace are winning 3-0, mate. There you go. There you go. Oh, you know what? As a... Oh, 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 oh. Also, just seen Man United losing 2-1 to Derby. Amazing. Nice. Goalkeeper Um, sent off. Even more amazing. I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this so that it doesn't come off like a complete asshole, but it probably will anyway, so I'm just going to go for it. As a fan. I mean, why change the habit of a lifetime? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. As a fan of like a lower club or a less likely to win trophies club. A shit team. You can say. Sure, fine, fine. If Palace won the League Cup, would you be, like, super excited? Would you be like, yeah, we fucking won a trophy? Or would you be like, ah, oh, fuck yeah. it, it's the League Cup, course, who cares? Yeah. yeah, I think if we got far, then I would care. But, you know, when we go out every year, it's 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 not really a priority. Like, it's nice to have a cup run and more players get to play. And yeah. you can create a bit more of a gelling within the team. But it's, it's not the end of the world, especially the League Cup. And the FA Cup, it's just the Premier League is so valuable now that it, it just has to be cast aside. Like I, yeah, I think yeah, they yeah. need. There's too many competitions. I'd imagine though, if like if Peterborough or Palace made a deep run in the FA Cup or were playing in the FA Cup final, you would be like, 
fully emotionally invested at that point and like really, really desperate for them to win, right? Like, yeah, I think once you get past the quarterfinal, but then, but then at the moment, like nowadays, there's only there's only usually one or maybe two teams max in the last eight of those competitions that aren't from the Premier League. So anytime there is a, a lower league team in there, it gets lauded and talked about so much. Mm. Yeah, that's true. And it's the cup. It's all or nothing games. I, I, I enjoy all or nothing games. Yeah. And and clubs from clubs from lower leagues enjoy it as well because, I mean, you can potentially beat a Premier League second string, you know. So, yeah, I mean... Peterborough or whatever yeah. getting a run in it, I'd, I'd love it. But at the same time, wouldn't want to sacrifice a couple of league positions for it. So Let me phrase it this way. If I offered you right now that Palace win the FA Cup but get relegated, would you take that or would you take mid-table finish? Mid-table finish. Yeah, okay. I can cool. yeah. see where you're coming from. Uh, there, speaking yeah. of I, mid-table. I would, say, I would say that now, but like when we were in the FA Cup final and Jason Punchin scored that first goal, I was fucking crying. And then, and then when United went down to ten men, I was like, "Yep, yeah, we'll lose now," and we did because of fucking Jesse Lingard. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of fucking Jesse Lingard and Man United, uh, Wolves with a disappointing draw to a crap team, Man United one one. <laughs> how uh, yeah. how matter Wolves after that result? Yeah, Wolves should have done better. I mean, like there's there's this stat that keeps knocking around to go in, like that Jose's record against newly promoted teams is shit. And, you know, in his last seven seven games against them, home games, um, he's dropped six points. And so, like, Old Trafford just isn't a scary place to go for for these teams anymore. No. Like, no, not the at fact all. that Wolves can turn up, and, you know, Wolves have had some great results so far this year. You know, one all against United and one all against City. Um, one at home, one away. They're fantastic results. Um, and I think Wolves can really be can't really be spoken about as a as a promoted team because, you know, obviously all the money, but just the, the simple fact is that they play well as a team. Whether it's bought or not, it's very hard for a team to gel that quickly, um, especially when it's all brand new. Um, so I think they've got a good system there. But, yeah, I think it says more about United being shit than it does about Wolves being amazing. Um, and Old Trafford, you know, that should be an intimidating place. It's the biggest ground... Um, it's the one with the probably the most most history in terms of success, of course, with the league. Alex Ferguson was back in attendance that day. Yeah, like that place. That place should have been an absolute fucking wall of noise and just a horrible, horrible atmosphere for Wolves to play in. And United should have absolutely fucking dicked them, and they just didn't. No, they didn't look up for it at all. No, they scored a good, like quite a good goal. Like the work from Pogba for that was good. Yeah, um, oh, but then, that touch. Uh, it's filth, utter filth. He's um, so fucking good. They don't deserve him. I he. Sh- I wish he was on a better team. I fucking love Paul Pogba. Yeah, he's good. I couldn't see him really going anywhere else. In no, but like no, like no, we said, like Mourinho will go before the players do. Surely, absolutely. Um, Fred done a goal. Fred done a goal. That's exciting. Yeah. But, so you say that it's not a scary place to go anymore, and I agree with you. My question then is, is is any stadium a scary place anymore? Are there any fortresses left in the Prem? Chelsea had like five years where no one got points at the bridge, but that's long gone. United are not that scary anymore. Stoke aren't even in the fucking 
Premier League anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, but that are there any really scary bollocks. stadiums to go to anymore? Well, they they had the thing, you know. They've said Newcastle and Palace kind of atmospheres are normally cited as being great a lot, mm. and Palace less so now. Now that the fanatics aren't there for whatever reasons, and whether that gets resolved or not, um, if it does get resolved with the good outcome, then that will be fucking phenomenal. And Selhurst, I mean, just I, I don't know if you guys know this, but if the the original plan and the reason why it's all fallen apart without going too much into the politics was there was an agreement between the Fanatics and the club to create a 2,000-person singing section. So the whole bottom of that stand behind the goal would be a dedicated singing section, which would have made it the largest in Europe. So more people than the wall for Borussia Dortmund um, and, and like various other clubs. But because of people complaining and not wanting to move their season tickets, they just kind of shut it down, and that's why they don't go to games anymore. Wow, well, that's the minute. sad. Yeah, so like something like that would be incredible. And it, it, I think it has filtered into teams in the last few years. But football tourism just means there aren't people that are invested in the games. They're there for the, the spectacle more. Um, so it's not it's not local people that, that can go every week. And it's a more ageing crowd. Um, it's people going with their families and, and treating people. And so, yeah, I think you're right, Oscar. I don't think there's any real fortresses left i think there's awkward places to go i think turf Moor can be um i think bournemouth um the vitality can be but just because of the type of stadium it is mm. um the amex as well uh for brighton yeah. is meant to have a really good um atmosphere even though they use clappers the seaweed pricks um <laughs> Liverpool can obviously be quite intimidating. That's what I would, that would be my answer is Anfield is the one to me of the, like the bigger teams that have history and are like looking to potentially stay undefeated an entire season in their stadium. I would look to Anfield to be the place that might have that because they are still yeah somewhat intimidating. Um, Goodison Park, because some of it's still made of wood. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Yeah. But 100% not the Emirates is the biggest load of dog shit I've ever been to. Fucking yeah, horrible. and the London Arena too. West Ham, like, they they traded down when they went to that new stadium. I know they're making more money, but, like, they just lost any sense of... Yeah, entirely a business decision, that one, though. Yeah. Um, that being said, I wish Chelsea could get their shit together and get their stadium built. Yeah. Because the designs for it look beautiful, and the take the ticket gate money would just be like so much of an increase that they could just go out and buy more players again. Is that a big deal anymore though? I mean, TV money's so massive now that it's sort of has started to dwarf uh, gate money. I mean, it, I, I know think it's the still... big thing is the luxury boxes too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. the corp, the corporate seats, like those are like 10,000 a game. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. per, per, per one. Yeah. Like the, the American sports, that's why their stadiums are designed the way that they are. Right, they make okay. 80% of their money from 10% of the seats. And then they can sell cheap tickets in the rest of the seats, which is nice because then you create that atmosphere of like yeah. local, poorer, working class, really passionate, devoted fans. Yeah. But you have to subsidize that. Like you have to make that money somewhere else. Yeah. But yeah. One last match, Arsenal 2, Everton 0. Do we care at all? I don't care about Arsenal. Do you care about Arsenal? Uh, flattered Arsenal. Everton, Everton can feel a bit hard done by on that game because they did have a lot of shots, especially first half, and they did dominate for a while, especially the first half. Um, Lacazette's goal was good, similar to like um, Gundogan's, like it was good individual talent, and Aubameyang was massively offside. So, mm. 
I think Everton can feel hard done by and Arsenal didn't play well and it was just the talent of those two up front was is what carried them through. Yeah, I think that's definitely an example of like, I wish we had VAR. Yes, still. But yeah, I mean, the top six is starting to look more like the top six. Obviously, Watford are still in there, but, you know, the rest of them are Liverpool, City, Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, United. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's the order that the top, the big six finish in. United could, actually, United could easily move up there. But like you were saying before, like, I just don't care about Arsenal. Last year, at least it was funny to laugh at Wenger and just like how shit they are and blah, blah, blah. Now it's just like not even interesting. Like, I don't. Yeah, I did think I did think when we were talking before the season started about Chelsea and Arsenal. I yeah, I thought, but it just seems to be the the same shit Arsenal. I don't know how much I, I haven't really watched Arsenal really closely, but it doesn't seem to be that they've changed much. And all the people that are that are doing really well, uh, people like Torreira who are who are being uh, singled out for for really good high energy performances and giving them something different, still aren't really getting that much game time. I mean, also, how many fucking mistakes and near own goals does Peter Cech have to score before he gets fucking dropped? Yeah, seriously. I mean, he's a. I love Peter Cech and he's a legend, but he really needs to not be in that lineup anymore. Yeah. Bird Leno, like, give him a shot. Like, even if you don't like him that much, like, it's not that Cech is doing a good job and Leno is younger. Maybe he's more adaptable. He's certainly better with yes. his feet. He played yeah. in the Europa League and he looked better with passing than Cech does. Yeah, and you bought him at the start of this season yeah. to get him in to do something, and now he's sitting there and seeing like three, four weeks in a row the goal Peter Cech play a pass out for a corner or nearly score an own goal. Yeah. And you've got to be sitting there thinking, what the, the fuck, fuck do I, I have to it? do yeah. <laughs> to get an actual game? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's pretty ridiculous. And it, especially it's just a weak shit like, oh, you've got Signo Ozil who just kind of does what he wants. Yeah, get rid. Arsenal, get rid. Did they fucking hang on to the wrong superstar or what? Ozil's still there and Sanchez is gone. And Sanchez is shit at United now, but he was yeah. really good for Arsenal. Like, fuck me. Could, I bet they wish they could get a do-over on that. Mkhitaryan's not doing anything. Like, I don't know. Arsenal sucks. I'm sorry. If you're an Arsenal fan, sucks to be you. <laughs> Alienate the listenership. Yeah, I know. Arsenal are shit. <laughs> I'm surprised we've not had more backlash from the various times we've slagged off pretty much everyone in the Premier League. I think because we slag off our own clubs too. Like, yeah, I suppose we're at equal opportunities slagging everyone off. But yeah, okay. yeah, hate everyone. It's fine. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, I think we yeah we have slagged off everyone at one point or another. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's uh, fair. It keeps it even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Equal opportunity hatists. <laughs> Yay! All right, that about wraps it up for uh, the fixtures, um, which means that it's time for listener questions. I'm. I'm a bit upset about listener questions this week um, because Dave Matteo hasn't given us one, guys. What's what? the fucking point? I, well, exactly. I mean, I don't, do you want to cancel the podcast or what? We literally give him, we basically give him a segment every week and he's not even filling out his obligations. No. Ah, shit. I take time out of my busy fucking schedule know, to sit mate. here every week I know. and it's him and his joke. You know why? Because he's Australian. He doesn't care about football. That's why the teams are so ridiculous. And it'll be like losing in what, like the 119th minute of like an extra time game and then somehow fucking win or, or some, ah, oh, fuck it. Get rid. Dave Mateo's out. <laughs> okay. I mean, he's given us like, I think probably 
15 questions over the time we've been doing it. Over the course of the 15 <laughs> weeks. This is the first time he's like not come through. I mean, yeah, that's all it takes, really. Okay. Okay, Dave. So, yeah, Chuck says you're out. So, sorry about that. Disappointed. So disappointed. I swear, if he's not in the hospital in a coma, <laughs> and I find out that he just didn't fucking feel oh, like Matt, it. Oh, Matt, well, don't say that. <laughs> what if he is? Uh, then he'll cut it out. Still he unforgivable. Is. He could have got someone as a deputy to send one in. He should, he should have something in an envelope for these eventualities. In case in of coma. In his last will and testament, he yeah. leaves us one last question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tweet this to Miles Offside Pod. Is that how listeners do get in touch with us, Ian? Yeah, they leave a question in their last will and testament. That is the only way to get in touch with us. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. no, they do get we in touch. We exclusively deal with obituaries. <laughs> in the Times. I don't I don't deal with any other <laughs> any other newspaper no. of record. Oscar's right though, you do get in touch with us at Miles Offside Pod on Twitter. And uh, someone who did that is uh, Queen Banger. And um, she heard us discussing her name on the pod last week. And I think that inspired... Oh, what, we said Queen of Sausages. Exactly. Was it Queen of Sausages? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what we said. Yeah, that's what we landed on. Yeah. So she asks, in a sausage eating competition, who would be the winner? Chuck, Ian or Oscar? So I like a sausage... That's oh, we doesn't like a that's sausage. written on a lot of toilet walls. Yep. <laughs> but uh, where, where where do we stand on an on an eating competition, guys? Can I can I substitute hot dogs in some American? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I it counts so. as a sausage. Like, yeah. it's the if, lowest form of sausage. But... If we're gonna allow like Richmond's as sausages over here, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't. But carry on. Yeah, um, American hot dog vendors. That 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 counts. I don't know. I could, I, I could eat a lot of sausage. But <laughs> <laughs> whichever way you dress this, it's going to be set up. So we may as well just power through, gents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could fit a lot of sausage inside me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, well, actually, I have been in a hot dog eating competition before. <laughs> Fantastic. Are you kidding? Yeah, I mean, I'm. You know, no, 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 no. I'm American, so everyone has to at some point. It's it like is, a you are fulfilling every stereotype there. Yeah, you... absolutely. <laughs> In South Korea, they have to go in the military. Here, we have to do a hot dog eating competition. I was just about to say, you didn't win the Asian Games, which meant even though Chelsea won the Asia Trophy, you still had to do your mandatory comp- competitive eating service. Yeah, I mean, I did. I had a phase in college. Um, I'm say it's a phase now. <laughs> Hang on. This went from one off to yeah, a phase. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to say like 2006 to 2008 or thereabouts. I would periodically enter eating eating competitions. I, I made my way through a lot of sausages that year. Wow. Um, no, I would. Uh, I I did eat competitively for a little while, like on the side. <laughs> um, on the side. Yeah. I mean, I was a full time student, so you know, it was like a it was a side job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what was there a training? A training program? What? <laughs> no, I mean there was like strategies and uh, stuff. Some people that, have like... just got talent, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I did take down twelve hot dogs in five minutes once. Twelve in five minutes, um, which is really not that much at all, like compared to people who are serious about competitive eating. But it's a whole lot of hot dogs. Yeah. Still, yeah, it's quite a lot with bread. It's a lot of bread. Yeah. Yeah, with bread and ketchup and ketchup. Oh, yeah, that's a lot of bread. Um, yeah. but that wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't actually good at hot dogs. I was good at pizza and ice cream. Were my two like. Uh-huh. sports i guess um <laughs> i mean ice cream questions you know the the big problem is brain freeze 
Yeah. How'd you get over that? Um, well, my that's actually the, my favorite eating story. If we're do, if we're getting into this, it seems we are. And um, yeah, we clearly are. Uh, there was a hot, uh, not a hot dog, an ice cream eating competition for groups of four. Um, and so me and a bunch of friends entered uh-huh. this competition, and I show up to the competition, and Spoon my lazy hand. idiot college friends. <laughs> he brought his big spoon. Yeah, I had my big spoon, a big wooden spoon, ready to go. Uh, my fucking asshole friends didn't show up, so I'm there by myself in a, like, cafeteria-type room, like a big hall with a bunch of picnic tables set up with buckets and groups of four people sitting around those buckets. Yeah. And I'm by myself at one of the tables because I was like, I'm not fucking backing down from this competition. You bet your ass I'm competing. Meanwhile, also thinking, oh, I wish I had some friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um... I came in second place. Long story short. <laughs> Fucking hell. Out of how many? Uh, I don't know, like 20 teams? 20? It wasn't like a huge thing. But... 20? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Against teams of four, I came in second place. Wait, hang on. First of all, that is fucking impressive. Second of all, the fact that 20 teams of four is not a big eating competition. <laughs> all I've ever seen, all I've ever seen are those panels of like five or six people. Yeah. That are just oh, but going that's the finals, it. man. You didn't see the preliminary rounds to get into that. Okay. On TV, like the, the Nathan's hot dog on 4th of July. I'm sorry. Hang on. Uh, again, on TV. Yeah. Oh, do you guys not know that? Every year on the 4th of July, there's a hot dog eating competition on television. They do it at Coney Island where the hot dog was invented. And there's like these two guys, Joey Chestnut, who's the American. His name is Joey Joey Chestnut. Chestnut. (laughs) Yeah. And some (laughs) Japanese guy. Kobayashi. Is it Kobayashi? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kobayashi. I fucking love that guy. (laughs) Uh, They put down like a hundred hot dogs. It's not literally a hundred, but I want to know what the record is actually. So Joey Chestnut. Hold on to Google. But anyway, to go back to the ice cream while I Google this. Uh, so they would just come around every 10 minutes and drop a new, like, quart or pint or whatever of ice cream in the bucket. Yeah. And you would have 10 minutes to try to eat as much of it as you could. And then you just kept, they would just keep coming around, keep coming around, keep coming around. And it was a different flavor every time. I was just going to say, what flavors are we talking? Everything. Chunky chocolate chip and mint and vanilla and cookies and cream. Everything you can imagine. Okay. And my strategy, the way I got second place in this competition, because I was strategic about it, going Mm -hmm. up in a handicap against teams of four, was to just... I think they're the ones that were fucking handicapped by the sound of it. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus. Uh, I would just stir, stir, stir with my wooden spoon for like the full nine and a half minutes and then chug the soup of liquid melted ice cream. But by the end, it was just like so disgusting because it was every flavor just melted and churned like butter. And I was just drinking it and drinking it, and I got so sick, I had to take like two days off after that. <laughs> but I got like a $250 gift card. To Baskin Robbins. Yeah, no. God. <laughs> oh, God, could you imagine? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, I mean, how is type 2 diabetes working out for you? Really good, really good. <laughs> I got a fake left foot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, Joey it's Chestnut. It's on the, most... on the, ben- the benefit side, his shoes are all half price. Well, quite. Do you want to hear Joey Chestnut's most horrifying eating records? Because I've never wanted to hear anything more in my life. Has he ever competitively eaten chestnuts? I don't believe so. No, but he has competitive. He does have the world record for deep fried asparagus. 
What? Because that is a thing. He has the world record in deep fried asparagus. Listen deep to this. He ate 12 pounds and 9 ounces of deep fried asparagus in 10 minutes. His piss must still smell now. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? That is 23,000 calories of asparagus in 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Yeah. His hot dog record is 74 hot dogs with buns in 10 minutes. Which is, this article's great. It has, that is equivalent to 30 slices of strawberry cheesecake. <laughs> Why do you need that equivalent? I don't know. And, and don't because, know. of course, a slice is a standardized uh, unit of measurement. <laughs> slice. <laughs> yeah. His, uh, the apple pie record is 12.9 pounds of apple pie in eight minutes, which is equivalent, 26,000 calories equivalent to 44 Big Macs. He also has, I'm not going to read all of them, he has the world record in burritos, in chicken wings, 182 chicken wings in 30 minutes, donuts, hard-boiled eggs, gumbo, hamburgers, shrimp wontons, Taco Bell tacos, poutine, and tamales. Damn, that sounds like a good weekend. <laughs> so, you know, Americans do eating competitions. I have to, I have to back myself in this uh, sausage competition, I'm sorry it, to say. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm, I could take you guys. I'm, yeah, I think I'll back you as well, bud. Yeah, yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. I haven't competitively eaten in over a decade, but, you know, those days are long gone. But I'm sure I could dig deep in and find that. Have you ever sat down and seen how many chicken nuggets you can eat? Just out of curiosity. It's not like a, it's not a competition or a challenge, but just like. I used to smash 40 on the way home from work. Like yeah, that would just good. be, I'd get like 40 and like a few, a couple of double cheeseburgers. Um, yeah. Yeah. You could give me a run for my money, I think, Chuck. That's, Ian is looking horrified right now. I'm genuinely horrified. I I now if if I eat too much, I have to bang a couple of Rennies because I'm like an old twat who gets indigestion now. Jesus <laughs> Christ, grim. Uh, Chuck, the thing with nuggets, just so you know, forty is fun, fifty is hard, and sixty makes you want to die. I don't know. I'll I'll gladly accept that challenge. End of season nugget challenge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the first four. That's what we do to the YouTube channel. We can finally use the YouTube channel. <laughs> oh, let's yeah. go. Oscar doing sexy sax man. Um, <laughs> chicken nugget challenge. It's all coming together. If you, if anyone can DM us a video of them eating more than sixty chicken nuggets, I will send them a sexy sax video. <laughs> this feels like a. This feels like a side project. Yeah, it's just it's going places. It's going places I like, boys. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> This is where Chuck dreamt it was gonna go. I mean, it's just what I hoped for. It's it's great that we're only sixteen episodes <laughs> in, and we're already exactly where you wanted. Completed it. I'm out, guys. <laughs> Completed it, mate. Well, I think we're all stunned at that. Stunned at these revelations. Um, <laughs> I mean, Queen Banger also asks, "Are you one of these people who rampage in uh, all-you-can-eat buffets?" But I mean. Jesus Fucking Christ, hell. I think I mean, Oscar shuts down all-you-can-eat buffets. Yeah, I'm no longer welcome at the Chinese buffet near us. <laughs> Homer at the all-you-can-eat uh, seafood buffet. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> My eyes have been opened to a world I didn't know existed. Joey Chestnut. Come to America. Come to America, I'll take you to a hot dog competition. <laughs> I need to find find out. I need to watch videos of this Joey Chestnut. That's what I'm going to be doing for the next week. Um, but if you've got any ridiculous overeating stories that haven't ended in you getting a leg amputated then uh tweet <laughs> us at miles offside pod uh or give us an email miles offside pod at gmail.com and uh we'll happily read them out if you can go anywhere near oscar's story and to be honest we'll still happily read it even if you have lost a leg through overeating oh yeah 
Yeah. Because, you know, if anything, that just shows commitment to the cause. Yeah, it wasn't an anti-disability thing. I mean, I'm all for them. We're very (laughs) pro-disabilities on this podcast. Well, not giving people them, just... Yeah, no, that make, that does make it seem like... <laughs> like I'm going to like crowbar people's legs just to... No, just... Yeah, Yeah, we'll, we'll kneecap anyone. <laughs> Look, I yeah. said what I said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, Chuck, how's our, uh, how's our Predictor League getting on? There's been a change, is there? There, well, kind of, not really. Not a change at the top? Yeah, no, no change at the top and uh, no. no change at the very bottom. Oh, the bottom's the more important one. Yeah, I got the most points. I got the most points. So let's go. <laughs> we'll go. We'll go top three. Um, third place again. We have Padfall, and um, also a good friend of ours, Mister Heath Cram. Oh, he's coming. Um, he's coming. Uh, James Doncaster is still in second place, and top of the pile is still Adam P. Okay. Um, so these boys are doing quite good. Our positions, Ian, you're in a very respectable 10th place. Uh, slipped a little bit then, I think. Slipped a little bit, um, okay. but don't worry. The boy is still uh, lower than you. Good, good. So it's okay. Okay. Um, I am in 13th, joint 13th, and we... Down at the bottom. <laughs> Mr. Oscar Puente, oh, I don't know about you, but you're feeling 22. Hey. <laughs> Taylor Swift. I'm just biding my time. Just biding my time. You'll see. They'll all see. <laughs> it's still it's still only six weeks in, so, you know. I'm telling you, once West Ham and uh, come good, and there's another team that I said was going to be good that are going to be good, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Mm. Okay. But that's... <laughs> That's what has, (laughs) but that's what's already been. Let's take a look at what is still to come. And this weekend, another full round of fixtures. Huzzah! We've still got, what, like another two weeks until the next international break. So make the fucking most of it. Oh, God, really? Yeah, another one. Yeah, another one. Ugh. So West Ham Man United is the early kickoff on Saturday. Then another bumper Saturday, really, with eight games. Yeah. Um, Arsenal, Watford, Everton, Fulham, Huddersfield, Spurs, Man City, Brighton, Newcastle, Leicester, Wolves, Southampton, Chelsea, Liverpool. Big game. Nah, it doesn't matter. It's okay. If uh, it doesn't matter what the result is, I think um, both teams have done really well this season. So, you know, no, it's not an important match at all. Nobody cares. Just, just end it. Just end it there, and both of you top three. There you go. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So, you know, if we, if we win, whatever. If they if they win, whatever. It's you know, it's totally fine. We're definitely not going to get dicked to to use uh, Chuck's terminology. Not Dick. nervous. Not nervous. It doesn't matter. It's fine. You know, either way, it's just fun to see teams play. Cool. Tell your face. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we go from that uh, apparently quite underwhelming fixture for Oscar. Uh, at the very top of the table, down to one of the most dead rubberest of games in Cardiff Burnley. Actually, oh, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I was going to say, it could be That's really great. good. Yeah. I've yeah. changed my mind. Sunday is a great day because it's Cardiff Burnley. And a hat-trick for Monday. own goal there. Huh? I said there's going to be a hat-trick for own goal there. Hat-trick for <laughs> own goal. And then Monday night football. 
which oh, it's a big I always one. What is it? fucking hate and lament, uh, is Bournemouth Palace. And it's really fucking annoying because it's the one weekend, the one Saturday I'm off, and Palace aren't playing on the Saturday. Oh, that sucks. That sucks. Load of fucking horse shit. Um, yeah, there's quite some quite good fixtures like tucked in there. Quite, you know, obviously Chelsea Liverpool is going to be massively underwhelming now and end up being nil nil or some shit. Yeah. Who do you guys got in that? I'm curious. Chelsea's at home. Chelsea have looked good, but Liverpool are the better team, probably. I still pick. I pick Chelsea. Yeah. In that game. Yeah. Great. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Jesus Christ. That means I'm Liverpool ne- are definitely going to win. Oh. He's not I mean, having a bet you know, on him. We're terrible just... at predictions. <laughs> yeah, that's No, true. I'm good at predictions when I'm not betting. Yeah, exactly. If you oh, put okay. money on it, you'd be fucked. Yeah. There you go. That's why I don't do it anymore. Yeah. I'm going one all. Score draw. Okay. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that easy. Ian, what do you what, what would you say is your kind of game of the week? I'm interested to see Arsenal Watford. I think that could be uh, could be really interesting. Uh, Watford Ooh, are obviously yeah. riding high, and Arsenal were just meh. So, yeah, that could be that could be really interesting. If if Cardiff can chase Arsenal close, you know, then uh, there's there's no reason why Watford couldn't give them a go. So that's a decent yeah, one, definitely. I reckon. Yeah, the Deeney Destruction Tour round two, and quite yeah, exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah. They haven't got the just... uh, cojones. Haven't got that, yeah. <laughs> Checking himself. Um, yeah. Oscar, how about you? Apart from obviously the Chelsea Liverpool game that you're looking forward to so, so much. Uh, I'm actually, you know what? Honestly, like, jokes aside, I am really excited for it because it's just nice for Chelsea to be at that sort of top level. And they are so fun to watch this year. Yeah. And I feel like they could just put a few in against Liverpool at home. There's always that home effect. You never know. I do think Liverpool are the better team. I think Liverpool are probably going to win, but you never know what could happen. You're really, you're really that pessimistic about Chelsea at home? No, no, no. I think it, it's an advantage that Chelsea are at home. Yeah, no, no. But what I'm saying is you, you, you're you, still saying you think Liverpool will win. They're just I the mean, better team, man. Like, they're just a better team. Yeah. Especially with Louise and Alonso, like we talked about. If mm. West Ham can create chances against those two, yeah. like... Fucking Salah, yeah, but Mane, you'll play, yeah, but you'll play a completely different system against Liverpool than you would against West Ham away. Nah, I think Sari knows how to play one way, and that's it. And that's one possession way. and attack. I think that they're gonna fucking slice us apart. I'm kind of scared for that match, but I'm also excited. It's just nice for Chelsea to actually be competing compared to last season where they were just a lot of nothing all year. Um, but aside from that one, West Ham, Man United, for sure, for me jumps yeah. out because I. I secretly really want West Ham to be better. I feel like they're underrated by most people. And so mm. I've sort of taken West Ham as my holy grail, my cause. I'm like, nah, man, West Ham are actually pretty good, guys. I promise. I promise they're actually pretty good. And because you're tired of being bottom of the predictor league, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah you got me. Okay. You got me. Um, no, and I, I, they like, you know, they looked good against Chelsea. So I want to see if they can look good against another allegedly big team in United. And they're at home, you know. See if that has an effect. I I, yeah. I think that'll be a good match. Yeah, I think I think so. Um, Everton Fulham really stands out for me actually. Like yeah. m- more than any of those, I was surprised one of you two didn't say it because Fulham just don't defend. Everton attack constantly. Plus you've got Mitrovic against Everton's shit defense. Like I think yeah, it could where, be a lot of Where are Everton game. at the minute? Oh man, but the, you see the back four they. Yeah. <laughs> 
they, Thank you. they put out a back four of just really inexperienced players like last week. I think it was Luca Dean, Kurt Zuma, yeah. Mason Holgate, and fuck, I can't even remember the last one, but you're like, Jesus. Um, so I think I think that could, you know, have plenty of goals in it. Plus uh, everybody's favorite, Richarlison, is going to play in that, who I fucking hate. Do you Sing. hate him? Yeah, he just, he just got to play. He, he got his first cap and goal for Brazil, didn't he? A little while ago. Yeah, fuck him. I don't care. <laughs> what's, uh, what's your beef? Uh, completely irrational. Wildly irrational. I just hate the way his name sounds. Okay. You know how some people freak out about the word moist, right? Like moist, moist, <laughs> moist. Yeah. yeah. Every um, time you say it, that's minus five listeners. So yeah, yeah. Off. My wife specifically hates that fucking word. So it's just moist. Um, it is a gross word. But Richarlison to me saying it just has like this very visceral reaction it feels like i chugged a bottle of ice cream maple syrup yeah or ice cream. <laughs> something really sticky and then as i was vomiting it back up i had to say a word and the word that i said was Richarlison. like it just <laughs> i fucking hate his name and so for no reason at all i'm sure he's a nice guy he's a good player i just hate him i hate him because i hate his name so i mean uh, fuck him i can't kind of get what you mean Right? Doesn't it's it like, sound like it? What's his marbles? name? Is it Richard? Is it Allison? You know, Richard make your Charles. fucking mind up, mate. Yeah, that's a horrible name. C H A R L should never be where those letters in that order. Charles. I mean, like Charles. Am I just really drunk, or <laughs> are you? What's Oscar's it... effectively saying? I've got a shit name as well. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no! Yeah. It's different. Oh, no, backtrack, you prick. There we go, yeah. Charlie, Charlie's son. Sorry, were you not christened, Chuck? No? No. <laughs> wasn't christened, mate. Not allowed in a church. Anyway, you don't like Richarlison because of his name. I don't know. I just feel like his name can't decide what it is and it changes direction halfway through. Charlison, Charlison. No, it's stupid. I stand by it. <laughs> Richarlison. I hate it. Well, when you say it like that, it sounds stupid. Yeah. <laughs> How do you say it? Richarlison, the fucking moron. Charles. <laughs> like the, way, the way you're saying it, it's just like with such contempt. Yeah, I bet he's never won an ice cream eating competition anyway. I haven't either. Came in second place. Oh, yeah, but don't your, talk yourself was, down, mate. Morally, yeah, was the, morally you bloody yours won Yours was that. the moral victory. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's the, is it though? Is it a moral victory? I mean, if we're talking... If we're talking ice cream per capita, it is 100% the most <laughs> fucking Which impressive thing. we always thing. are. <laughs> and yeah, to be honest, if we're going to be stuck, that, that's how I look at things, is how much yeah, ice cream yeah. could that person eat on their own? Yeah. Ice cream per 90. The, e- yeah. the XI is <laughs> off the charts. <laughs> I'm always thinking WWJCD. What would Joey Chestnut do? Exactly. What would Joey Chestnut do? Yeah, we're going to have to tweet out a bunch of videos of Joey Chestnut with no context at all before the episode comes out. I I mean, I think it would definitely, if we were going to ask WWJCD, it would be find a shitload of something and eat all of it. <laughs> in in 10 minutes or less. In 10 minutes or less. Yeah, okay. Um. And, and on that go. note, on that yeah. note, I think I'm going to go see how much I can eat in 10 minutes or less <laughs> and how much I can puke afterwards. So thank you very much for joining us again on this quick fire episode. Yeah. <laughs> Introduce two seconds, two sections as quick fire. Fuck you now. 
Jesus. We weren't even drinking this week, lads. This is the problem. Say bye, Oscar. Bye, Oscar. Say goodbye, Ian. Richarlison. Richarlison. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. That wraps it up for not at all rapid fire news. <laughs> yeah, I think we need Jesus to drop. Christ. We need to drop later. that bit. <laughs> like not yeah. news. We just I need think, to drop. No, I think it it's funny fire. that it's just rapid fire news that's super super not rapid. How about we do? How about we do slow news and rapid fixtures? Change it. I'm we'll just do a that. new intro. We'll just do a new intro. It's fine. Yeah, you know what? Cue up the little doo 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 thing because I'll say <laughs> it's time for rapid 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 fire fixtures. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Ian, you can literally add it in afterwards. You don't have to be there <laughs> scrolling on your phone. No, this is easier for me, I promise. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. And now that rapid Again, you could just is... edit out this little bit in the middle. But, oh, well, you're making it much harder now. I could have just cut out a swathe. Uh, That's why I'm trying to do it. Yeah, it's easier. It's good airtime, guys. It's good airtime. Yeah. This is endearing. I'm not even drunk this week. It's great. I know, it's... It's worse when you're not drunk, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's the full moon. That's what it is. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, my dad says that too. And like, I and I grew up hearing it, so I fully believe it. That like, when I'm like, oh, I'm in a weird mood. Is it the full moon? And then I look it up and it is. I'm like, see? See? I'm fucking crazy around the full moon. Yeah. And my trust wife is me. like, shut up, you idiot. You're just crazy all the time. No, trust me. I work in hospitality. You You know when it's a full moon. Hundred percent. All right, shall we? Are we ready? <laughs> it is. That concludes our rapid, rapid, rapid fire news. That's not at all rapid and barely even news. And now let's transition to a new segment we're debuting this week: <laughs> the rapid, rapid, rapid fire fixture roundup. Oh, I turned the volume off on my phone. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ! Oh dear. Here we go.